is Bloomberg Surveillance. As long as GDP growth is what it is or isn't, the credit markets are basically accommodating. There's going to be M&A. Here, what we need in the developed world is a re-leveraging of the private sector. That is what monetary policy is trying to do. But higher spending on the public side, I don't think that that is something that we can bet on for now. I think there are ample reasons to be at least a little nervous about what's going on. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street and in Augusta, Georgia, where one Daniel Willett is waking up in green pajamas this morning. Mr. Willett winning the Masters, as the Bloomberg headline so aptly puts it, after Jordan's Spieth imploded. I mean, he played like I play. He played like Tom Keene plays golf. There's a master's hangover in the markets this morning. By and large, green on the screen. The markets have put on the green jacket today in Europe. The stocks 600 is up by three points, eight-tenths of a percent. The DAX up 115, 1.2%. Even the FTSEs turned green now. It was down uh, earlier in the day. Six points higher, a tenth of a percent. David Cameron's troubles over the Panama Papers continue. He's got to answer questions in Parliament today. The euro, 113.90. The pound, 142.34. The pound a little bit stronger today. The euro, just a touch weaker. In the U.S., Futures decidedly higher and moving up over the last hour. S&P E-mini futures eight points higher, four-tenths. Dow E-minis 67 points higher, four-tenths. And it's a half percent gain for NASDAQ 100 E-mini futures. They're up 20 points right now. The dollar index is at 94.177, a touch weaker again. Bond yields are higher in the U.S., 1.73 for your 10-year, 5-year, one one seven and seventy one basis points for the two year. The one trouble spot out there today, Japan, the Nikkei down four tenths, the yen fluctuating around the one oh eight, one oh seven mark. Right now the yen at one oh eight point one nine. Hedge funds, other large speculators boosting bullish yen wagers to the highest since nineteen ninety two. More talk of intervention by Japanese officials overnight at G7 meeting this weekend. The Bank of Japan meets April 28th. So something to watch in Asia. Meb Faber is a chief investment officer of Cambria Investment Management. And you do like to look overseas. So I'd like to start with Japan. I mean, for somebody who's got money to invest right now, would Japan be dead money unless uh, what you want to do is make short-term, long-short bets because it's, it's just so unpredictable? You know, we have a lot of buckets that will look at equity and bond markets, and, and there's times when they're incredibly cheap, there's times when they're incredibly expensive, and those are the fat pitches that we look for uh, to avoid or to, to invest in. And Japan's kind of in that not-that-interesting bucket right now, which is where most markets spend most of the time. It's in that kind of reasonably valued to overvalued market. So... We're finding a lot more opportunity elsewhere right now, but um, the yen is an example of something that's been universally hated for the past four or five years. So we think there's probably some opportunity in the short run for the yen, but but as far as the equities, um, it's not something we're we're too excited about. Well, obviously, uh, what's going on in Japan uh, influenced tremendously by the Bank of Japan and what it's doing with monetary policy. Same thing with, of course, the European Central Bank and its negative interest rates. German two-year going for negative 52 basis points this morning. Um, how much do negative interest rates and, and what these central banks are doing play into where you want to look and what you find value in? One of my 
all-time invest- favorite investment books uh, was written by a couple of British professors called Triumph of the Optimists. And they do a lot of historical studies showing stock bond bill returns for the last 115 years. One of their studies looks at investing in markets based on what the real yield is. So the, the yield um, after inflation of both the equities and the bonds, and historically they find the steeper the yield, the better that market is to invest in. And so even if you have countries, for example, like a Brazil, where um, you know the, the bonds are yielding in the teens, but inflation is still 10%, that's a steep real yield. So a lot of Europe um, – doesn't have that quality. You know, you have these bonds that are yielding nothing. So if you have any inflation at all, you're looking at negative yields. And so a lot of the European bonds, we don't find that attractive um, because they're so low. But a lot of the European equities, on the other hand, we think are incredibly cheap. Eastern Europe, emerging Europe, uh, we think are wonderful buying opportunities. Tom Keen, triumph of the pessimist here. Um. I, I, bet the, I bet one of the You've middle been... daughters... On Jordan Spieth winning. <laughs> so I'm short a daughter this morning. <laughs> I didn't know you could short children. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, we, we, were, we were thinking about it this weekend. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Good morning, everyone. We're brought to you by Invesco. Explore what high conviction investing means to Invesco's value equity managers. Watch the conversation at Invesco.com slash interactive. And they just did a really smart piece at Invesco.com slash interactive, I was able to participate on value and this new phrase, which scares it, but jeepers out of me, deep value. Meb Faber with us from Cambria. What's deep value? You're the engineer. I mean, like you that's, go down, that's value. That, deep value means, wow, you really went down. Deep value is something no one else wants to buy. Value, you can at least explain. Deep value, there's no sane person that would buy that investment you're talking about. And we were talking a little bit earlier about places like Greece and Brazil, where the headlines are so universally terrible, Russia, most of Europe still, um, that's the deep value. When you have to really just put down some Pepto-Bismol for the nausea, even thinking about buying those markets, yeah. um, you know, that's that's as deep and, as it gets. And from a math standpoint, Taleb's answer is, okay, buy a little bit. He's iconic for saying, okay, participate, but just with a little bit with a high payout if you get it right. And, and investors consistently always want to think in binary terms. They want to think of, I'm, I'm buying this, I'm in. It's going to go up or I'm, I'm selling it and I'm out. But we always say to people, look, you sell or buy to your sleeping point. So, yeah, you can have some exposure to foreign markets, Brazil, if you want. If it's too much for you, you can't stomach it, fine. Sell a little bit of it. Have a little bit more. We think it's a wonderful opportunity. But on the flip side, it's not just important to be buying the cheapest stuff, but also avoiding the most expensive. And that almost always in investing is equally important to the future success as just buying the cheap stuff. What's the cheap stuff these days? So, you know, we look at long-term valuation metrics, and most the good news is most of the world is reasonably priced. Um, so foreign developed, totally reasonable, foreign emerging, cheap. But the cheapest bucket, so say the 25% of the cheapest countries, is the cheapest it's been since 08, 09, um, and then all the way back to the early 80s. And so you can buy this basket. You know, it's got a few one-off names like Brazil and Russia, a lot of Europe, a lot of Eastern European equities. And then on the bond side, it's almost all emerging. 
Um, but for the but for the equities, you get a nice a nice blend. And, and there's a lot of countries that are sitting in that low mm-hmm. double digit PE as well. well did the did, did did the emerging equities become more attractive with the dollar falling back to get to kind of circle back to where we began this? You know you know one one of the biggest and simplest ways these countries get cheap is simply how much they've declined. And so almost always when you're investing in cheap ones, it's stuff that's already down 50, 60, 80, 90%. And a lot of that will coincide with terrible currency returns as well. And so, you know, this U.S. dollar has had a great run, um, finally starting to see an inflection point maybe this year. Same thing happened last year, so who knows? Let's go the other way. Right now, price to perfection or dividend growth, Americans, all I call staple stocks. I mean, consumer stocks, whatever. Do you, do you buy them and hold them knowing you're going to enjoy a markdown if things fall apart? Or do you just have to say, no, I can't own these? I think you sprint away from them. And the reason why is that you have an investing approach that historically works great. Dividend investing, one of the most classic investing approaches. But that becomes the problem is so much money has flowed into dividend stocks. If you look at dividend stock high yielders right now relative to the market over their entire history, go back to the 50s, it's the most expensive they've ever been. So you don't, and you don't have to believe me. Go, you go pull up a dividend ETF ticker on Morningstar. Yeah. Look at the valuation across the board, more expensive than the broad market. <clears throat> Yeah, let's come back. Matt Faber, with her thrilled Matt Faber uh, with us from L.A. He's usually up at like 4 or 3 a.m. or something. He's coming in from his nightlife when he's usually talking to us. <laughs> in our studio today, I want to come back and not only talk to him about the equity markets, but talk to him about UVA engineering uh, as well out of the University of Virginia. Futures up 8. Dow futures up 62. The yield 1.74%. Oil Elevated. This has been a quiet story last week with all the, the nuanced gloom uh, out there. It is something to see uh, American oil, $40 a barrel, Brent crude rounding it up to $42 a barrel uh, as well. The yen, 108.20, so some of the angst of two, three hours ago has evaporated away here. Uh, the president will meet with uh, Chair Yellen. We're told at 3 p.m. Uh, this afternoon there's a special meeting of the Fed, which Michael McKee has made clear is no big deal, but there it is, uh, changes to the Fed schedule uh, this morning with Chair Yellen and with the Board of Governors meeting as well. Again, futures up eight, Dow futures up 65 in gold, 12.51 the ounce. This hour of surveillance is brought to you by Volvo Cars White Plains. Visit volvocarswhiteplains.com. Here's Michael Barr with news headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump says choosing a presidential nominee should be a lot more cut and dried. The person with the most votes wins. Trump speaking in Rochester, New York, says the current system where the rules are basically made at the convention is corrupt and crooked. Hillary Clinton says she's the presidential candidate tough enough to stop Trump. A new ad by the Democratic frontrunner steps up her criticism of Trump. Seoul officials say a senior North Korean military intelligence officer has defected to South Korea. Seoul's defense ministry says a colonel from the North's General Reconnaissance Bureau defected to South Korea last year. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Michael, I'm trying to figure, Donald Trump at Nick Tahoe's in Rochester having the acclaimed garbage plate of Red Hot's 
white hots, home fries, french fries, baked beans, and a side order of Genesee cream ale. That's awesome. Donald Trump in Rochester. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Land Rover. Adventures yours for the taking. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special lease and financing offers. Land Rover, above and beyond. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash and rented real estate. Find them at NRIA.net. European equities are rising as Italian banks climb before a meeting to discuss cleaning up the financial system. Emerging markets are advancing after signs of a pickup in Chinese industrial demand. While the Swiss franc weakens with government bonds, we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. U.S. stock index futures higher with S&P E-mini futures up 7 points. Dow E-mini futures up 58 and Nasdaq E-mini futures up 18. The DAX in Germany is up 1.1%. Ten-year Treasury down 5.30 seconds. The yield 1.73%. Yield on the two-year 0.71%. NYMEX crude oil a little change now at 39.72 a barrel. COMEX gold is up 7 tenths percent or $8.80 to 12.52.70 an ounce. The euro, $1.1405, the yen, 108.13. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash, Tom and Mike. And as many of you know, Karen, thank you so much. I barely participated for the last 18 minutes, 29 seconds of the show. Mike, Vanessa, official dessert maker for surveillance, comes in with a vanilla chocolate cake today with the Alex Ovechkin Washington Capitals frosting. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat that. No, I mean, we are... Very fortunate that uh, Ms. Felio is, uh, is supplying us. Supplying us with, with the appropriate carbohydrates. We're, we're going to need to it's run gluten about free. five miles it's gluten free. after the show today. Um, and if you want to see Tom and running, no, never mind. Um, <laughs> Faber is with us, Cambria Investment Management. While you two were chatting, I was noticing here, uh, this is interesting, Tom. I'm going to take this in a slight, rip up the script time, if I might, here. Uh, we have the meeting of the president and the Fed chair this afternoon, which you and I were talking earlier. It's no big deal. They do meet. But now I'm beginning to wonder if there isn't something more going on in the administration in its efforts to push back against the presidential candidates who are talking down the economy. Because just moments ago, the uh, Foreign Affairs magazine released an essay published in in the magazine by Jack Lew, the Treasury Secretary, very long uh, article, which I've been reading through, in which he uh, argues at length for the strength of the United States and the need for the United States to take a global leadership role. He does get down into some of the weeds here, talking about currency manipulation, saying uh, it's okay to manage your currency, but for competitive advantage, it's unacceptable. He argues for the TPP trade agreement. Uh, that sort of thing, uh, a, a very long uh, defense of uh, the Obama administration's policies, basically. Let me okay. ask uh, Meb Faber. Um, he's the chief investment officer of Cambria Investment Management, and, and you do spend a lot of time looking at what's got going on overseas. Uh, the administration makes the argument that, yeah, it, there's a global slowdown out there, but we are in better shape than the rest of the world. From an investment perspective, would you agree with the administration's sentiments as expressed by uh, Secretary Liu 
that um, we're, we're not so bad, but we need to keep on top of it. Two, two quick comments there. One is it an incredibly strong predictor of which political party um, wins the election is the stock market returns the six months prior to the election. And if the market's up, the incumbent party usually stays in power. And if the market's down, it's usually a flip. So it's, this is some of the conversation probably going on. Some has some little influence there. But, but talking about the U.S. versus the rest of the world, the U.S. has vastly outperformed the rest of the world since the 08, 09 crisis. And historically, if you look at stocks, economy, whatever, but stocks in particular, it's a coin flip. U.S. versus foreign, it's, it's basically 50-50, which, which outperforms in a given year. And this is one of the biggest divergences we've ever seen, um, in particular for USA, European stock market valuations, stock market performance, because um, really most of the foreign countries have not kept up whatsoever since 08, 09. It's been much more of a basket case. Um, but that's usually when you want to be doing the opposite with the investing side. Um, I would have said the same thing last year uh, and probably been been wrong, but um, we, we think there's much more opportunity in, in uh, across our across our shores. Across our shores, mm-hmm. um, you, you mean in, inside? No way! Sorry, across across the ocean, looking at looking looking at, uh, uh, to Europe, to South America, to uh, to Asia. But but based on a price basis as opposed to um, the economic outlook. Correct. So you know we we also invest based on trends and momentum. You know I, I hold both sides of the investing coin very very dear. You know I, I I'm very strong believer in valuation, but respect the trend and momentum as well. And the trend and momentum has not been in the favor of the cheap stuff for the past eight years. Uh, you're starting to see that shift this year. Uh, you know, you're seeing all the really cheap stuff. You know, Brazil, best performing stock market in the world. Russia is up, you know, a lot of the, the beaten down uh, markets. And, and this includes the, the sovereign bonds as well. Um, but, you know, hopefully those trends are changing because that's the favorite setup for me, <clears throat> value and momentum. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the mathiness here. It's Math Monday here, folks, and with Matt Faber we can do this. Um, at the lawn at UVA, which everybody in the world knows, the gorgiosity of Jefferson's lawn, if you wander down McCormick Road, there's the engineering school, Thornton Hall. You, you are a manufactured product of Engineering University of Virginia. What's the number one math thing investors get wrong? To me, it's theta. I'm always on the x-axis. People misjudge the timeline of whatever you're discussing. For you, what's the mathiness we screw up every day when we invest? Don't even get me started on, on charts. Um, the, the nerdiest part would be log access. But, but we're not going to even go there. We're not going to go there. But the, no, um, but the answer is we should be looking at log charts a lot more, which is what uh, we do at surveillance. It, dri- it drives me nuts. That's, that's a pet peeve. That's the nerdiest pet peeve I, I probably have. Um, they, and by the way, I used to live on the lawn when I, when mm-hmm. I was there one year, facing away. That's what, a real privilege. What they call the range. That's a, that's a um, you got to walk to the bathroom in a, in a robe. Are the beer the kegs snow. outside permanent? Are they like a permanent fixture? We just had a tab hooked up with, to the sink. <laughs> so it was like I hot thought. water, cold water, beer. Beer. Um, but talking about math, and investors, they get the easy stuff wrong, which is the saddest part. They pay way too much in fees. And then the second part is they react emotionally. And the sexy part, the exciting part, whether markets are going up and down, what's cheapest, what we spend 90% of our time talking about, you know, is what they focus on. But then they go out and pay 2% for, for a mutual fund, another 
um, 100 basis points for financial advisor, and then mm-hmm. self, I mean, the, the blocking ta- tackling, yeah. most important. Matt, thank you so much. Matt Faber with Cambria there with investment. Uh, where's the have mic? A, You've got headlines with the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the secretary is uh, uh, Secretary of the Treasury out with a very long piece yeah. on foreign affairs. Uh, if you subscribe, check that out. We're going to look at those 30 headlines and come back with a summary. Worldwide, Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Fordham University, the Gabelli School of Business Executive MBA, top ranked with a renowned professional network. Classes in Columbus Circle or Westchester. Learn more at Fordham.edu slash EMBA.